Welcome to the Life and Legacy Show, where we discuss all things elder law, estate, and legacy planning. Hosted by certified elder law attorney, Tim Seckler, from the Seckler Law Firm. And now your host, attorney Tim Seckler. And welcome to this week's edition of the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great estate plans. My name is Tim Seckler. I am the owner of the Seckler Law Firm. Uh, and we do this show here each and every week to give you the information you need to know uh, to make good estate planning and elder law decisions on behalf of yourself, your family. Um, this stuff is complicated, and I often um, do this show with just the idea that maybe you get some information out of here uh, that can be relevant to your family and help provide you with access to government programs like Medicaid, Medicare, veterans benefits, uh, and uh, and the different programs that can help you get the care you need and deserve. And, and you know, we, we talk an awful lot about preserving legacies, preserving uh, family values, and, and, and trying to get assets on to the next generation. And, you know, one of the things that really gets in people's way is the threat of long-term care, uh, health care issues, and how darn expensive it can be. And we often on this radio show talk about Medicaid eligibility and how Medicaid can help you get the care that you need paid for. That's not what we're going to chat about today. Today, what we're going to chat about is the other government program that can help pay for long-term care, and that is veterans benefits. So yesterday, if you're listening to this on the radio, Saturday morning, yesterday, Friday, was Veterans Day, uh, and I hope you took a, uh, an opportunity to think of that for his or her service. Um, as a vet myself, I can tell you that it really does mean something when people say thank you for your service uh, and recognize the sacrifice because I can tell you firsthand that the fighting men and man and woman in America is is making sacrifices that most families truly really don't understand. Um, and they're going out there for what they believe in. They're going out there and risking their family, risking their lives to provide us with this liberty that we sometimes take for granted. Um, and despite all the nonsense in the news and despite everything that's going on, America is a great place to live. And it's only that way because there are brave men and women that stand up and decide to take a risk to, to protect us, to protect what we have, our, our way of life. And I can tell you, you know, my experience as a veteran, my experience in working with other veterans, is a lot of veterans really do feel like we have somewhat forgotten about them. Um, and, you know, I, that's that's not necessarily a commentary on current events. Um, you know, I, I am an Afghan war vet. I really don't want to speak about how uh, we left Afghanistan because this is a family-friendly radio show on a Christian radio station, and I'm not going to say nice things about the way we left Afghanistan. Um, and so I'll just keep that to myself. But the way that veterans after they leave the military service, are treated, I personally feel like we could do better. Um, and, you know, a couple of examples and, and of how we can help veterans actually take advantage of some of the programs. And so what I thought I would do today's episode is share two things that are going on out there that veterans should know about, um, and that is a, a benefit called uh, the improved pension, which is more commonly referred to as aid and attendance. And then the second thing I want to talk about in today's episode is 
uh, the Camp Lejeune claims that if you turn on TV, you can't get away from right now. So why are we seeing all these claims about Camp Lejeune? Um, and let's let's discuss that one first. So Camp Lejeune is a marine base um, where it, it's been in existence for a long time. Lots of Marines have been stationed here. And it turns out that the water at Camp Lejeune was um, toxic. There was chemicals in the water that have caused lots of veterans and their families health issues years after the fact. Um, and the water was contaminated f- between 1953 and 1987. So we're talking about decades of Marines and their families living at Camp Lejeune um, and drinking bad water. And now here we are later, and they're having health care issues. So why are we just now hearing about it? And the fact is that there's been a tie to these health care issues and to the water at Camp Lejeune for a long time. Um, the problem is there's sort of this general premise in the law that says that your average citizen cannot sue the federal government. Um, it's, it's beyond reproach in, in the law unless there's some act of legislation that opens up claims of a certain type. And what happened in August of this year is that they passed the Camp Lejeune Justice Act, which for the first time allows veterans and their families to pursue claims against the U.S. government for the health care issues that they're having as a result of their military service or their family members' military service while at Camp Lejeune. Um, And so some of these claims can be pretty sizable from a financial standpoint. And so what I would encourage you to do is if you have someone in your family that was in the service at that point in time, um, because if they were in the service in the 1950s and 60s, we're talking about a senior at this point in time, um, who may not be paying any attention to this. Or we might be talking about somebody who's deceased uh, and the family member can make a claim. So think back through your family. Were there service members in your family at that point in time? And was there a chance they were stationed at Camp Lejeune? And if they were, or if you were, then let's get – I can connect you with the attorneys that are in this game – that can get you the benefits that you need. Uh, you can give me a call, and we'll, we'll help get you in the right place. at 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. To mar- my Marine brothers and sisters, don't let this one pass you by. There's a significant chance that you've developed health issues as a result of your military service. No, it wasn't in combat. Yes, it was stateside while you were stationed at the base. Uh, but they were serving you bad water, and lots of your brothers have had issues as a result, and it's time to file those claims. So, again, 724-546-4227, and we can get you more information about eligibility for claims, uh, get things filed for you, and, and, and uh, access these new dollars that have been made available for veterans and their families Uh, as a result of the military service at Camp Lejeune, all right? So that's sort of message one. If you know somebody who was stationed there, ask them if they filed a claim. If they haven't, you probably need legal counsel to get this done correctly, and we're happy to help. Um, This is a a new thing that, you know, people have known they've been unhealthy as a result of this for a long time. They just weren't able to be compensated for it, and now they can. So don't miss the opportunity. 
if you are in this situation, okay? Um, all right. Now, what I want to do now with the rest of our show is is talk about a military, uh, well, a Veterans Administration program that is technically called the Improved Pension, but most people refer to it as aid in attendance, all right? So what is it? Well, it is a pension that is available for veterans who may need um, custodial long-term care or or help like that. So typically available for seniors. Um, And here's the idea behind this. The idea behind it is that we don't want our veterans to live in poverty in their senior years, particularly as a result of needing long-term care. Um, And this truly is a nice benefit for veterans who qualify for it. Um, And the way that it works is there's three tiers. There is the base improved pension. There is the housebound benefit if a, if a veteran is substantially confined to his home or her home. And then there is what's called aid in attendance, which typically means you need help with a couple of activities of daily living. Um, and so, you know, in a broader scope, in a broader scheme, if a senior needs care when they're older, <clears throat> the, there's only three payment sources for care. You can pay privately. You can insure it where you can look at government benefits. Now, typically on this show, we talk an awful lot about Medicaid benefits because Medicaid benefits are available for anyone. Uh, we don't talk a lot about veterans' benefits here because veterans' benefits are only uh, available for the limited few veterans that are out there that are eligible for this. Um, so let's take the rest of the show and let's talk about eligibility for VA benefits. If you want to learn more about eligibility for Medicaid benefits, you can find the past episodes on our website at secularlawfirm.com or on your podcast, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. There's lots of content that we've already produced on Medicaid benefits, veterans' benefits, however. So the idea here is the eligibility for this program is somewhat complicated. The service requirements are you had to have been on active duty during a period of war. All right. So you had to have 90 days of continuous active duty, one day of which had to be a period of war. All right. Now, period of war anymore, World War II, Korea, Korea, Vietnam, and any time after 1991 has essentially been considered a period of war. So if you have 90 days of continuous active duty, one day of which was during the specific dates uh, that were the periods of war, you have met your service requirements. Another requirement to become eligible for this program is that you had to have uh, you have to be totally and permanently disabled now here's the thing what makes it easy is that the veterans administration um, considers anybody over the age of 65 to be totally and permanently disabled now i know a lot of 65 year olds who would disagree with that but as far as va benefits are concerned totally and permanently disabled or over 65. Um, and then there's an asset and income limitation Before we get into the asset and income limitation, let's talk about what this thing can do. So if you max out the benefits on it for a single veteran, it's about $2,050 a month towards your long-term care expenses. $2,050 a month, not nothing, and it's not taxable. So you're getting essentially, what, $24,000, $25,000 a year tax-free from the government 
to help pay for long-term care. Well, that can go a long way. And if you happen to be married, the figure jumps to $2,431, $2,431. This is significant money to some veterans. Um, and there's even veterans for the surviving spouse. There's even benefits for the surviving spouse of a veteran. It's a little bit less. It's $1,317 a month. But what's nice about this is, one, it's tax-free money. Two, it really fits a nice gap in our long-term care system when it comes to seniors. We talk an awful lot on this show about going to the skilled nursing facility. If I need to go to a nursing home, um, a skilled nursing home, the average cost in Pennsylvania is almost $15,000 a month. But there are also these places called assisted living facilities in personal care homes. The bill there might be six, seven, eight, nine grand a month, right? Well, if it's six, seven, eight, nine grand a month, and let's say that um, a veteran has a couple of thousand dollars a month of income, be it Social Security or pension, or you know, it could be retirement, uh, military pension. If we have a few thousand dollars a month in income, and if we can get another twenty-four, thirty-one out of the Veterans Administration, well, now we might be in a position where. We can sustain a $6,000 monthly bill for some time um, because, um, you know, we're only eating up our assets by a grand or two a month, and that can work for some veterans for quite some time. And so when this benefit works, it works great um, because it really fits the gap to pay for intermediate levels of care. When We don't necessarily have to go to skilled nursing, which in Pennsylvania is the only thing Uh, You have to be nursing facility clinically eligible for Medicaid to pay. But you don't have to be nursing facility clinically eligible for the Veterans Administration if you happen to be uh, eligible for these these benefits. And so it can help pay for care in the home. It can help pay for care in an assisted living facility or a personal care home, which is otherwise difficult to do. Um, It's difficult to find money uh, from the state to pay for those levels of care. So this can be an awful handy um, benefit for veterans. And if you are a senior veteran or if you are the caregiver of a senior veteran, you need to be aware of the aid and attendance benefits. Now, the application process is a pain in the neck. There's nothing that I've ever experienced in dealing with the Veterans Administration that has been easy, and this is not easy either. There's different application approaches, and my advice to you is you should probably not do this on your own because you will screw up the paperwork and it's just going to take longer and longer and longer. Luckily for you, there's lots of veteran service organizations out there that will help you apply for these benefits. Um, we attorneys come in when there are questions around eligibility um, from a financial standpoint, um, and we need to do some advocacy or we need to do some legal planning on behalf of our clients. Um, and so here's what the income and asset limitation is like. Now, there's some history to this. Prior to 2018, the Veterans Administration in in this particular benefit was – eligibility was gray. Um, There was no bright line standard on how much money you were allowed to have and still apply for the benefit. There was no look-back period. So it used to be the case back in what I'll call the good old days of helping veterans where a veteran could come to our office and we could assist them with spending down for veterans' benefits. So – you know, we didn't know exactly where the eligibility dollar uh, limit was, but we had a pretty good guess. 
And so what we would do is we'd say, well, we think this number's okay. As long as the assets are below that number, then my veteran is eligible for these programs. And so because there was no look-back period, we were able to do things like create trust or move money or do annuities or do different things that would put the veteran in a position of financial eligibility for the benefits. Well, the good old days are over. The Veterans Administration changed all of this. Um, and now they have a three-year look-back period. So now what happens with a lot of the time with veterans is when we're trying to figure out a veteran's care needs, we need to sort of forecast out and think longer ahead because the days of veteran walks into the office January 1st and we've got them eligible for veterans' benefits February 1st, those days are over. So oftentimes as part of like a life care plan, which is what we do here, we help people find the care they need while not going broke in the process, we will have to forecast paying privately for care for a while and then getting veterans' benefits at some point in time down the road. Now, the Veterans Administration, the, the look-back period is three years. For Medicaid, it's five years, which means in the Veterans Administration, there's planning we can do, typically involving trusts, where we can, we can move assets to a trust. Three years later, those, outside, those assets are now outside of look-back period, and we've gotten our, our veteran eligible for benefits, which can be a good result because during the three years, maybe we pay privately, depending on what's going on, or maybe during the three years, the veteran doesn't need much care, but we're anticipating down the road we're going to need some care. Uh, and so those are good opportunities to do some planning, uh, to, to make yourself available of these benefits without going broke in the process. Because even though it's a nice benefit, listen, it baffles me day in, day out, day in, day out, why we require people to go broke to get any financial assistance with long-term care. We're talking today about veterans in speci uh, specifically. Why, why do we make them go broke before we help them um, with this program? And so... Um, protect your assets, become eligible earlier, get the care you need without going broke in the process. Because here's the asset limitations. Before I do this, I need to throw out the phone number, 724-546-4227. If what I'm saying you think may help a veteran in your life, have them give us a call or you give us a call on their behalf, 724-546-4227. Or for more information, go to secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R lawfirm.com. The law firm is right here in Cranberry Township. It's awful convenient from pretty much anywhere in Pittsburgh. I can look out my window uh, and see Interstate 79. Uh, and, and on a good day with no wind, I might even be able to hit it with a golf ball. Um, we're real close to the interstate and um, super convenient for, for most people around Pittsburgh. If you have questions around this stuff, you ought to come to one of our upcoming estate planning and elder law workshops, which we do a couple of times in the month in the office or close to the office, where we get a room full of people and we explain what's the difference between wills and trusts, what's the difference between Medicare and Medicaid, what's this five-year look-back period, how does veterans' benefits fit in, um, what can I do to protect my kid and my daughter from her potential future divorce. Uh, and, and it is an asset protection workshop. We're teaching you the things you need to know to protect your family, to protect your money, to pass on a legacy and not go broke in a process because most of us are going to need some form of long-term care. And if you don't plan to protect yourself, your family, your finances, these eligibility rules, whether it be the veterans benefits we're chatting about today or the Medicaid benefits we're typically chatting about, they are not – the rules, the eligibility rules are not in your favor. They essentially require you to go broke 
before you're eligible for benefits. And so one of the ways I look at what I do is I get people these benefits without going broke in the process. See, the, the government has set out all these rules. And fortune follows the people who understand the rules and, and know how to follow them. And the rules say you can't do this, but you could do this. You can't do this, but there's this little carve-out. Uh, and if we understand how those little carve-outs and those little exceptions to the rules apply to your family, we might just be able to protect some money, protect your home, protect your family from these harsh rules while getting you the care you need. And we talk all about that at our weekly workshop, um, which you can register for for free at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. And if you come to the free workshop and what we have to say interests you, we also will give you a free consultation afterward, which is a $350 value because um, – this stuff is complicated, and if we don't do education, if we don't do education, if we don't do education, then, then families aren't going to make good decisions, and so we do free education. Um, all right, 724-546-4227. Now let's talk about the asset eligibility for the aid and attendance benefit. So the asset eligibility is something like 138489 right? And the reason I say it's something like this is not technically an asset eligibility. It's what they call net worth eligibility. And prior to 2018, we had no idea what that meant, if I'm being honest. It was a guess. It was a shot in the dark, and sometimes they approved it. and, so, and Usually they approved it, but sometimes it, it was just they, they didn't have a bright line standard. Now they have a bright line standard, and it is for 2022, $138,489. However, that's the net worth Net worth takes into account assets, both the veteran and the veteran spouse, and annual income. So let's say a veteran had $130,000 of assets, but they had $25,000 of annual income. We add the two together. We're now over $138,000. we are not eligible for veterans' benefits. Now, some people may listen to this and say, well, $138,000, that's not necessarily broke. And I guess you're right, except it's $138,000 single or married. And... You know, there's a lot of veterans out there who have saved well. Let's say we have a veteran who got out of the military after Vietnam and spent his or her career in the mill or in the school district and has a retirement account. Retirement account has a few hundred thousand dollars in it. That veteran, like one in three of us will, needs long-term care and starts spending all their money. And the Veterans Administration is not going to help this veteran until they're down to 138000 Where Where's the justice in that? Why is this... You know, why are we making people go broke, especially veterans, before the government kicks in any money? And it just doesn't make any darn sense to me. And so what we do, especially with veterans who have um, some indication that they may need care down the road, um, early onset dementia diagnosis or mobility issues, we need to plan ahead for this. And and one of the things that we do is we, we will put assets into a trust that after three years the Veterans Administration can't look at because if my veteran is going to need care in five years, then if we can put the assets into a trust where the Veterans Administration can't access them, now we have made that, uh, that veteran eligible without having to spend through all the money once they need care in five years. And to me, you know, that just makes some sense, and, and uh, hopefully it does to you. If somebody is in your family that needs this type of care, needs this type of help, you should give us a call at 724 546 
888-900-4227. Same phone number if you have questions around the Camp Lejeune issue that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. If you, t- uh, if you tuned in late to the episode, we were talking about filing a claim under the Camp Lejeune Justice Act, which has to do with veterans who were living at Camp Lejeune between 1953 and 1987, drinking bad water, and now they have health issues there is presumptive claim that you can file against the government and seek financial compensation for that injury. And you can learn more about that. We can get you hooked up and and help you uh, by calling us at 724-546-4227. Again, 724-546-4227. Or check us out at secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. All right. In my last minute here, I just want to make sure that we take the time and, and properly thank um, our veterans. Yesterday was Veterans Day. Our office was closed. A lot of government buildings were closed. But, folks, this isn't just a day off. This is a day to thank veterans for the freedom that we have. And if you missed the opportunity yesterday to thank the veterans for the freedom that we have, Take the opportunity today. You know, nobody's going to be mad at you if you think a veteran in mid-November or in mid-January or in April, if you like your life, if you like the lifestyle, if you like the freedoms you enjoy, we only have that because brave men and women were willing to stand up multiple events, multiple years over the years and fight for it. And we owe them our gratitude. If you learned something helpful on this show today, I'm happy for you, but please be careful in trying to do this yourself. These issues are complicated. If you need legal or financial advice, you need to seek it. This show is not intended to be legal advice. It is for your general information. We're available anytime to help you out. Thank a veteran this week. Thanks for listening. This has been the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by the Seckler Law Firm, where great families make great plans. SecklerLawFirm.com or call 724-841-1393.